Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Scott Schilling Speaks. I'm your host, Scott Schilling. Uh, I'm looking forward to laughing a lot during this one. I just, I got that feeling that it's going to be like this. Now, my guest today is amazing. He's a syndicated radio show host. He's a uh, uh, executive producer of a show. He's created the program Lifeology. He's a... um, He's a lot, uh, you know. I mean, he's just got so much. James Miller, welcome to Scott Schilling Speaks. Thank you so much, Scott. I'm really honored to be on your show today. Thank you. Uh, psychotherapist is what I was looking for, but I was I was stalling there as long as. I, <laughs> but, um, we'll talk about that offline then. I'm just kidding. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, geez, here I am already on the couch. My God, that didn't. <laughs> I'll send the invoice after this. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, you're really known. Uh, it, in our time getting to know each other, number one, I'm, I'm phenomenally impressed by you in so many different ways. Um, tr- very truly, you know, your knowledge, your authenticity. Um, I mean, you've got this national appeal. You, you work your chops off at it to help people. What's behind all that? You know, it's it's really funny. First off, thank you for saying all that. I'm, I'm truly honored to hear that. You know, it's, um, I, I've grew up in psychology. In other words, I, when I was a kid, everyone just talked to me. And so they would always tell me about their lunch problems or their little boyfriend, girlfriend problems. And then it just evolved over time. But, you know, and, and this is a personal thing because I, I shared, I've shared this at many shows. I actually struggled with my own stuff when I was younger and I was in a hospital for a bit. And from there, I made the I made the vow that I was going to help people as much as I could. And this is the really cool thing. So I was uh, just before I was 18, I was in a hospital for a few days. And in there, I was like, oh, I'm going to change the world. And I was so upset with, I mean, I, I'm 17. What, what, what did I know? But the cool thing, though, Scott, and this is what's really important, is four years later, I graduated with my undergrad degree. And I was then working as a, um, as a psych tech in all the different hospitals. And it was actually where we're in the same city where I was 17. And then all of a sudden, I was, I was appointed to this hospital. I went to the hospital. And I was like, wait a minute, I, I know where I'm at. And all of a sudden I was up in the same um, unit that I was in, in the same room as one of the staff members now. And I was like, oh my gosh, I literally just accomplished my vow that I didn't even know I was even making. So it's, uh, for one thing, be careful what you will say, what you wish for, because <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But that was really my journey and how psychology happened. And then from there, it just took off. And um, I, I've been truly honored and blessed, you know, with all the, the, the degrees and accolades that I have, I suppose. But the cool thing is, is at the end of the day, we all can help people. That's, you know, one reason why Lifeology was created was to help people simplify and transform their life. The cool thing is, is we all have life lessons to learn, life lessons to teach. And that's what my brand really does is I can look at Scott, like I can look at you and be like, wow, I really like what he does. I want to do that. Or some people can look at me and be like, oh, I don't want to do that. So thanks, James, for, <laughs> for doing that for us. We know out and what not to do and so that's really what my brand does and so I've, I've really been honored to meet so many amazing people like yourself and to just work with with so many people to help like i said just really help them find their way because we all have a life we all have a purpose and a plan mine's going to be different than yours but the cool thing is is once you look for something you find it well i think yeah absolutely you know what you what you focus on you get you know you you head mm-hmm. directly towards it once you know what's there good bad or indifferent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's the part that i think people need to hear more of that it's you might as well focus on the good because you're going to get what you focus on exactly. and so if you're not focusing on good that means you're going to get less than good and and probably not as optimal so you had a little focus you or had a lot mm-hmm. of focus uh, don't mean to belittle that by any stretch. Oh, no, <laughs> you, you had you had a lot of focus and and you took you took off with it and and utilized that that uh, psychotherapy uh, practice, um, you know, and working with the mental health arena for 25 years and gained all this expertise. 
what kind of lessons are available there? You know, it's funny because when I started Lifeology, and that would have been uh, at the time of this recording, we're in 2022, almost seven years ago, I started it. And I gave up a very successful practice in DC because I was like, you know, I just like, I'm sure many of your, many of your viewers right now, I, I was feeling fulfilled in a lot of ways, but other ways I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. So one thing I really looked at was where's the intersect of how I can become something different. So as we know, research states that there's a five iterations of a person's professional career. And so usually it, it can be within the same field or it can be a hodgepodge of different things. Mine, uh, prior to becoming a psychotherapist, I was in the entertainment field for years. I did television and film, um, a lot of stage, you know, on stage, et cetera. So I grew up in that. And then, so for me, I found that the psychological aspect, and then as I created Lifeology, I was like, where's that intersect? So I'm like, well, I interview people all the time in, in therapy. And so as we know, we were talking about this in the pre-call in the sense of when I talk to people, you know, in session, that's literally an interview. So I was thinking that, I thought about all the other things that I've done. And so the intersect, of course, would be to create Lifeology. And so I started Lifeology uh, on, YouTube, on a YouTube channel for six months, every single day, I did an episode. Now, first couple of months, not so good, but I wanted to really practice my craft and really find and hone my talent and my skills again and be mindful of my presentation as well as the messaging that I was working on. So if that's something that I started, and so for six months, I did that. Then I went to a podcast, now I'm a national radio show. And then now with the next couple of months, we're filming my TV show, which is cool. But long circuitous route to go back to what you said as far as where the life lessons are. You know, psychology teaches so many things. We can go from really deep psychological probe to just more life skills. And so when I was working with a lot of the people who are chronically mentally ill, amazing people, and that's that's a, there's a niche for that. And then as I was starting to evolve, I wanted to continue to to expand my brand for different things as well. So I started to change the types of people with, with whom I with whom who I saw. And once again, amazing people, it's just different, different levels of, of different things I was doing. And I wanted to really help people maintain their life and, and find maintenance, but then go beyond the maintenance to find excellence. And so that's one thing that's so important is one of my, my favorite quotes is the last person on the race, the last person in the race beats the person on the couch. And so that's kind of my mantra when in everything <laughs> that awesome. I do, I yeah, is to say, well, how can we do something just a little bit more today? How can we think about that a little bit different? Because kind of what you're saying before, what you think about determines what you feel, determines how your body responds. That can be either through a chemical reaction or that can be how you how you interact with the person. But if we can do something slightly different, maybe my thoughts will be a little bit different. Maybe my emotions won't be so reactive. And then my response will be more in a way that I feel comfortable with or I'm proud of where I don't have to apologize because we don't like to apologize. So it's just slightly teaching people how to look at the world in a slightly different way. So with um, with Lifeology, I, I think of that kind of like the assembly line of self-help. So Lifeology is the very front. And so it basically says, huh, maybe I could do something a little bit different. So when people think about a little bit different, then other great experts like yourself come in and teach people different things to help them augment their life. Well, it's amazing. Everybody has their, uh, or I truly believe everybody has their given purpose and in, in their call. The question is, do they recognize the call? And then yeah. once they finally recognize it, maybe somebody helps them brush it off a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's exactly. been kicked around, kicked around on the way. And, and all of a sudden they, they take it and say, well, now how do I put it into action? What can I yeah. do that makes it happen? How do you get the, the person who is either uh, maybe waffling a little bit on their pur mm -hmm. purpose, but then they finally figure it. And then how do you get them into action? 
You know, that's a great question. A lot of times people say, well, how do we even find my purpose? You know, there's there's something that I didn't come up with, but there's what's called the, the pillars, the pillars of success or the level of fulfillment, however you want to quantify it. When a person is feeling a sense of mediocrity, it doesn't mean the person's mediocre, it just means the thoughts are. If you have a thought that says, I can't imagine doing this again, or I can't, oh my gosh, if I have to do this one more time, those thoughts are it's basically saying your life right now is stagnant. So when you do this love, this graph of fulfillment, what you do is you break your life down to as many components as possible. That can be from your friendship, to your finances, to your employment, to your entertainment, to your friends, to your vacations, to your hobbies, to your spirituality, to you know, name it as many things as you want. The more you have, the better. And uh, you put that on the horizontal line. So you do every single one of those. And then on the vertical line, you'll do one to 10 little tick marks. And then you, you do a snapshot of three months to six months. And you say, now, where am I feeling fulfilled? And so with each one of those things, you're able to say, wow, I'm really feeling fulfilled here and here. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I wasn't feeling fulfilled here. So it's a really good snapshot to say, this is where my life is right now. And if I'm really finding that I'm leveling up in certain areas that are just a natural affinity for me, that's a really good way to say, okay, well, maybe there's something there that I can look at. Because when you parse all those together and create that vector, kind of like a Venn diagram, you can create something like, like Lifeology or something like your show as well, all the things you do. And so that's something where people can really start to hone in on what their what their passion is or what their what their mission is, is because you do it naturally. And so those things, of course, that aren't at the level that you'd like for them to do, of course, you can either work on them in that moment to create um, techniques to help you improve your life. So, obviously, so then you have more of a sense of, of um, you're thriving as opposed to just once again the mediocrity. So that's a really a technique that I use to help people recognize how to how to find that, and then from there the next techniques, of course, is then how to go from. Um, uh, I would have it be like there's there's two steps when it comes to decision making. So the decision making is all about information gathering, and then you go to the actual activation of that. So that was you know once again so many things I'm talking about here. But the the graph of fulfillment is one thing, and then we look at the other aspects of information gathering to then decision making. Well, and and you did that yourself. I mean, I you, do that. and I'm not going to use the P word, the most overworked used word in 2021. I choose the word reinvention. So okay. yes. you, re, you and reinvented yourself. Yeah. You went from that very successful practice uh -huh. into creating lifeology and, and utilizing the foundations of obviously everything you knew mm. and everything you learned and to make this phenomenal brand to help so many. I mean, Thank it, you. it's, it's awesome. So what caused that reinvention for you? You know, I was in a place in my life and it's funny. Well, it's not really funny, but I was, oh, this is actually really interesting. So got excited here. I remember I was a keynote speaker uh, over at the HRC in 2012. I was helping facilitate an event in DC and um, it was a three-day event. And I was so, I'd love to be on stage and I'm talking and talking. And at the end of that, I went home and I had a, a personal experience where I, I, I left a relationship, et cetera. But the whole point in that is I had such a high aspect. I was on the mountaintop with this speaking event and I went home and I was like, but it feels incongruent in my, my personal life. So I made that decision. And so when, as soon as I made that decision, the next day, all of a sudden, I had not composed in years. So I'm a composer as well. And I hadn't composed in years. So I sat down in my piano and I played like I've never played before. And it just poured out of me in this extemporaneous way. Extemporaneous means it's just a sudden rush of something that just happens. And I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that that's part of who I am. And so once I made that decision, all of a sudden, 
parts of me started to unfold again that I forgot I had or just wasn't really aware of. Then all of a sudden I decided, well, I'm really well known in the DC area, the social scene. Why? Why am I that? So I really changed the different aspects of who is James. And so I started to strip away all those accolades because at the end of the day, they're beautiful things and I worked hard for them, just like many of your viewers and listeners, but that's not who I am. That's an extension of who I am, but that's not my identity. And so I really was aware of that. So when I finally made the decision to sell my house, give up my practice, come to Florida, I reinvent, reinvented myself in the sense of I, I told people I'm a recording artist because I was I was I just finished my first album. And wow. so to tell people that I was like, huh, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm like, I really like how that feels. So I did something else as well. <laughs> I sold, um, I you know, had my fancy DC car, etc. And when I came down here, I was like, I'm getting rid of that. So I got rid of it. And I bought a car I would never buy. And I'm not gonna tell you what it is. <laughs> and I sat in that car. I'm like, this car does not define me. <laughs> does not define me. And so but I was my way of just stripping myself away from what the world said I should be or how, what I thought I should be. And it was it was a very humbling experience because people didn't know me from up there. They didn't know what lifeology was. And I was, you know, fumbling through to figure it out. But it was my way of just really re-identifying and saying from the ground up, this is who James is. Because when I was really honest with myself, then I could really create the brand. But if I was allowing external circumstances and accolades and and what people's perception was, well, the foundation for what lifeology is, is going to be broken or it's going to be cracked because it's not truly authentic with who I am. So that was my way of of really being mindful of that. And as things have taken off, you know, different aspects of, of my brand or of my my skills, I suppose, are starting to really come out with, you know, my third album's coming out shortly, my TV aspect's coming out. I mean, a lot of things that we all we all have things like that, but mine are coming out. And it's, it's been such a great thing to, to realize when you can recognize that what you what you thought you were for so long or your job or um, what you're known for, how you look or what how much money you have, all of that can be who you are. But when it's stripped away, is it who you want to be? And so when you have that awareness and define that, then once again, you can have all that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But you want to make sure that's truly who you are and not perhaps a version of us that we wish we were, but it's really not who we are. Yeah, I think that's really genius. The 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 fact is, uh, one of the things I train on a fair amount is you're not you're not your name on your business card, you're not your title, right? Yeah. In fact, stop introducing yourself that way and stop responding to people that way. Yeah. Who are you? It's, for me, it's more my purpose and in mm-hmm. those things, you know, right? So I totally agree with you uh, there. Uh, you're not going to tell us what the car is, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, well, I, t- well, I forgot to say this though. So this was this is the whole point of that. So the funny thing was is that uh, this past August, so it was nine years to the day. Scott, this is the crazy thing. So here I am. I'm a keynote speaker in Dallas, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally what's happening. So I was like on stage, like, oh, you guys aren't gonna believe this. This is a happen. And then I went home. Same situation happened. All of a sudden, a relationship ended, and I was like, "Okay, I got the message before. What does this mean?" And so I, I know I'm being um, t- really transparent here, but for oh, me, cool. it was like, "Okay, well, now let's reflect," because my whole thing is, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You've been through life situations before. The situations may be slightly different, but the emotions you experienced are the same. So for me, I went through all this, and I was like, oh, "I've been here before. This isn't difficult for me. It may be painful in the moment, but what did I do that worked?" back nine years ago and what i do that didn't work so you just plug and play the same healthy things and so therefore now when i can plug and play the healthy things and i've uh, removed the negative things or things that were hurtful or weren't weren't um effective then all of a sudden 
what I was experienced before, I've, I've able to grow through it incredibly fast, push that aside and say, now what's the lesson? And so from there, boom, I changed so many different things. And all of a sudden my brand took off even more in those past couple months. And I was like, this is really cool. So now I've learned if I have a keynote speak somewhere, <laughs> be mindful of what happens on the other side. of the other side of the event. <laughs> well, no, again, very cool that, that it, we're all a, you know, we're all this amalgamation of sure. all of our life events and our experiences and experience is a great teacher. It's just a very expensive teacher sometimes, yes, right? It is. Uh, <laughs> you can come to me and I'll help you with it. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably pay attention to it. You've paid enough for it. For goodness sakes, right? And, and so now you, you get this experience and you realize, and again, I think everybody's got that call and that purpose. And the question mm-hmm. is, what do they, what actions do they take to act upon that call and yes. that purpose. And so again, I applaud you on, and congratulate you on what you've been able mm-hmm. to accomplish to date and know that there are even more great things ahead of you, obviously. I mean, your radio show, you get like 12 uh, listeners that are, uh, no, Couple, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. So what is <laughs> Maybe 13. Three, three and a half million? Yeah, three and a half million now. First show, which is crazy. Absolutely, I'm so honored by that. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for so much. No, I mean, I, I just, what a, wow. I mean, that is awesome. I mean, how, how fabulous to be able to positively impact that many people uh, through your messaging. It's got to be tremendously gratifying. I appreciate you saying that. And once again, thank you all for listening. If you don't know who I am, thank you for maybe listening. But you know, for me, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I, I've been asked that several times. What does it feel like to talk to that many people all the time? And you know, the funny thing is like, I'm in my house right now, I'm not in studio. And it's different because to me, it's like, I'm just talking, you know, talking to a friend right now. And so when I think of it in that respect, I don't think of, you know, it's different if I was on stage talking to that many people, but when you create an intimate moment conversation with, with a guest and, and hear their story and just really showcase them, that's, I mean, that's really all I, I focus on. And so on the other side of it, it's really cool. And it's really humbling. Like when they send the, when they, when they send all the stats, I'm like, oh my gosh, really? I'm like, wow. And so I do get really, hum- I am very humbled by that because it's, it's an abstract concept, but it feels really good. You know, if people trust me, people trust my brand to be able to listen to that and to be able to, you know, take what my, my guests and, you know, perhaps what I say as well and help simplify and transform their life. And I, and I think that's why the show is continues to be successful is I have so many amazing people, so many vast people, different backgrounds, disciplines who all have a different entryway to get to the same result. We all want to grow and develop. And so, like I said, I think that's why it's taken off so well is because there, there's such a plethora of lessons that I, I, want to, I want to hear more, you know? So I think at the time of this recording, I think I have 375 shows that I've done for radio. Oh. And so it's, it's quite a few. And so there's, there's a lot of life lessons in there that, um, but I, it's funny because I, I, I just did three shows just before I was on this show. And I guess I got to learn so much. And so every single time I talk to someone, I feel like I'm leveling up. And so the more I level up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can conquer the world. And so I get honored and blessed by every guest that's on my show because I get to learn more and then I get to practice that. And then I, you know, that's, you know, sometimes, that sometimes often I use those techniques to help me, you know, when I struggle as well, because I'm no different than anybody else when it comes to life. And so the more we recognize that every opportunity can either be a stumbling block or a stepping stone, we then step into which direction we want our life to go as opposed to life dictating what we should do or who we should be. Again, totally agree. I think, I think the, um, uh, the fact is we have the choice to make it a learning lesson, uh, mm-hmm. every event, um, there's a pretty good book that says all things work together for our good. Doesn't say all things are good. Doesn't say all <laughs> exactly. things are easy. Doesn't say all things are fun. 
but it says all things work together for our good. So again, if you choose to, to come from a place that the world is conspiring for my good, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and kind of, kind of preset or preframe that while good things are happening, it's kind of like the kid that goes to the, uh, to the birthday party and sees a big pile of manure and says, well, and jumps in, starts digging through and says, well, the pile of manure like this, there's gotta be a horse somewhere. <laughs> Never heard that. And I'm going to say that later. That's hysterical. <laughs> well, but, but it really is you know, the optimism yeah. of a kid, right? Yeah, you know, course. and, and so again, we reinvent ourselves. We've been through all these different things in life and um, a, a good friend of mine in the holistic discipline used to say, we're only here for one reason. That's to continue mm-hmm. to expand and grow. Yes. And I mean, a lot of what you're doing with transformation helps people on that path. True. Yes. Yes. So how do we recognize what we're supposed to transform into? How do we we get that? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of times people focus on, I can't become this because of something that's happened in my past and kind of what you're talking about where all things work together. When you think of your life events, like a jigsaw puzzle, every event we've experienced links together to another event and another event, another event. And sometimes when we get lost in a moment, we sometimes think that moment is our definition or who we are, but it's simply, or a label, but it's not, it's simply in a moment, a moment. So when you can take that moment and think, okay, well, what happened after that? What did it lead to? And so, of course, there's appropriate time of grief, and I would never minimize that. But once the grieving is over, what do you do with it? So perspective is basically this, to, to look at this event and see in the bigger picture, how did it create something more? And so when you can link together each event, then it kind of like that jigsaw puzzle piece, the more of those events link together, you all of a sudden see the picture of who you are. And so if all you know, you think of a, um, of a jigsaw puzzle, when you put it together, you'll know what the, where the border is, because that's, that's the first thing most people do. And then sometimes you'll see other other pieces and like, where would this even go? This doesn't make any sense. That's often like those events in our life when we just don't understand it. And you'll probably never understand it, but you'll see, well, what do I do with this piece though? Because eventually it'll make sense where it goes. Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean I approve of it. Doesn't mean I let someone off the hook. It just simply means this links to here. So once again, what I was saying, this can either be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. So when all these pieces link together, it forms who you are today. So when I look at myself in this camera right now, I can say, I am this, I'm this, I'm this, and I can be the most amazing things I love about myself and the things that I don't like about myself or that I may have shame about. But at the end of the day, I love who I am. So everyone who's listening or viewing this right now, when you can look at your life and say, I can't change the past, but there's so many great things I like about myself. And I probably couldn't get those things if I didn't have those things from the past because all of that links together. So look at yourself right now and think, well, what do I like about myself right this second? And more than likely, you couldn't have had that before. So now even you can fully accept who you are, that then allows you to say, well, how do I walk into my purpose? So James, I can be this person that we see on camera, but when camera's off, who am I? So the authenticity aspects comes from, if, if the camera's on me, so this is my life, if the camera's on me, what would what would people say if the camera's off of me what's different and what's the same so of course my personality might be slightly different but my ethics my ethos is always going to be the same so to walk into a person a person's purpose into their into the path they're supposed to go is a full acceptance of who they are and knowing that when i move this way this stuff is still going to be there but that's the 
that's kind of the meat and potatoes that helped me get here. So when you fully accept and embrace all of those aspects, you know how dark you can go and how light you can go. And so that full acceptance is to walk in that with your, with your purpose of saying, yes, this is how I can relate to people because I went through all these things. And so with that, the, re the relating aspect helps you move beyond that. Because if you only had the, the beautiful things, the great things about your life, you can't relate with other people to help you get to the next level in your life. Well, there's yin and yang with everything, right? Mm -hmm. And and what just hit me intuitively as you were saying that is, you know, we get we got so many. I mean, the world's been a little bit jacked up. I don't know if you've noticed. I know you're in Florida. And it's pretty ideal. But, <laughs> it's always but, the same here. <laughs> well, but the, there's there's been some stuff that people might question, right? Yeah, and but what it's caused is confusion, depression, uh, boredom you know, I mean, pick, pick something not positive here. Right. Yeah. And, and so how do you, how do you encourage somebody um, that that's been caught into that? that what know, are the, how do you get them to move? Sure. You know, one of the things that was too much information is too much information. It's always important to have, you know, to be mindful of current events, et cetera. But when do you stop? Like I've worked with many people and, and on my show, et cetera. And they, 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 when they, when they call in or talk to me, all they, they're like, I, I, I can't sleep. I'm focused on this. I'm focused on that. And the, excuse me, the reality is, is whatever you intake into your mind is going to come out. So if you're watching things on TV, that's, you know, for, as we know, the, the news was not meant to be, in my opinion, it wasn't meant to, you get the news and you go on with your day. And then you have 24 hour news, which is great as, as needed. But if people continue to watch that and recycle that over and over again, that changes their, your thoughts. So like I said earlier, our thoughts determine our emotions, our emotions determine our response. If I if I intake all these things that causes me anxiety, so I have this fear, fearful thoughts, etc., then it creates that generates the emotion of fear, anxiety, of worry, of doubts, of whatever it might be, which then causes my nervous system to change. And so when the nervous system changes, we know it goes to the fight or fight or flight aspect of it, changes the cortisol levels, all of that, which then allows you not to be able to sleep. It works um, against your metabolism. There's so many things that it does. So when the basic thing is how often are you allowing these negative things to come in your life? In other words, what are you doing to make it worse? No judgment whatsoever, because a lot of things we do, we don't realize is causing that response. So everything, I, when I work with people, I have them say, what's healthy in my life? What's what's generating a positive response or a, a response that I want? So is this bringing me joy? Does this bring me sadness? Does this bring me happiness? Whatever it might be. But if you can't, if you're not aware of your thoughts, you're aware of the response you have. So the response happens right away. So if I have a spike of emotion, well, what was I just thinking about? A spike of emotion is linked to a thought. So a lot of it has to do with the awareness of things. Be mindful of what you watch on TV. Be mindful of what you listen to. Be mindful of with the people with whom you speak. The more you are around people, there's what's called the law of the group. The law of the group basically says you become the average of the person with whom you speak. So if I'm a really positive person and this person isn't so positive, they level up and I decrease. And so if you find that there are people that you, you spend time with, I'm sure great people, but afterwards, if you don't feel enlightened or you don't feel invigorated, perhaps be mindful of what you say or how much information you have with them. So a lot of it has to do with just the simple basic things we do every single day, but without that awareness, you're gonna to continue to go on that mediocre path and respond in a way where like, I, I don't know how to change my life. A lot of it has to do once again is basically, what are you doing to unfortunately make things worse? And a simple change like that allows for your life to grow exponentially when you're mindful of what you listen to, what you say, and the people with whom you associate. Yeah, one of the concepts I teach all the time I mean, a lot is growth equals awareness plus inspired action. Mm -hmm. If I truly want to grow and I want to improve my situation, my status, my life, my this, mm -hmm. my that, I first need to become aware 
that there's a possibility of something yeah. to grow into mm -hmm. that's potentially better. Yeah. But then it's got to be combined with that inspired action towards that awareness. Yes. In order to achieve that growth. You so, can't change. Yeah. There's no change if you don't physically make a change. Yeah. You got to, you got to step. I had a client one time said, I'm stuck. I said, good move. Right. So yeah, not to get in that. Uh, anyway, uh, man, I, it, it's really awesome. Uh, I mean, I love, well, I love your approach to it all. And, and I love your, uh, your spirit as it comes through, as you present it, because you've got a true desire. Uh, I can feel your desire to want to see other people succeed again any particular way of bolstering that either within you or for others? You know, it's, I was uh, on a show and I was talking about altruism and I remember my doctoral program, we were talking about altruism and there was this big debate of altruism, is altruism, altruism is, it a, is it a thing, is it not a thing? For those of you who don't know what altruism is, it was basically doing something for someone else without wanting anything in return. So it's a big fancy SAT word. And my, my response to that was like, why does it matter if it's selfish or not? I mean, if, if it's helping people, just focus on that. But the, the cool thing is though, as I discovered later, is so my brand just like you said i'm sure a lot of people listening as well that do the same thing you want to help people it's just an intrinsic thing to want to help yeah. but you'll know the difference between altruism versus doing it for the wrong reason is your brain actually will reward you and so if i'm on this show and i'm talking to you i'm like oh yeah i want to help people but if my response is perhaps what you say or maybe if your viewers or listeners say that if, if if i if that's all i get is whatever you may say well that's my accolade that's my accomplishment but i wasn't truly being altruistic so the way you'll know if you're being altruistic is if you say something or do something for someone and all of a sudden you get a, a hit of dopamine of euphoria you're like oh my gosh and so that's how your body is saying yes you're actually doing this to help people but if you don't have that unfortunately your motivation for doing it might be off so that's one reason why or one way that i was kind of measure for myself and i always tell people is when you're truly authentic with yourself you'll know what your motivation is on how what you what your body does or what your brain does right after that event because if you do have this sense of euphoria that is a truly benevolent altruistic thing to do if you don't have that it still may look the same and it's still a wonderful thing and i would never negate that but it helps you be more mindful of your true motivation and the more you can recognize that it helps you augment and perhaps respond differently and show up differently so therefore it's a constant trend that you have as opposed to you know the world seeing you a certain way and you don't really feel it because you're just doing it by rote that, that's a huge nugget right there. I mean, I just learned something. I very seriously, <laughs> no, the whole dopamine rush and everything. I had, I have never heard that relayed like that. I, it makes perfect sense. Doesn't it? It's great. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense once you yeah. sit and, and think about it for a, a nanosecond, Yeah. but that your body, I mean, to a certain extent, almost like your muscle testing, but you're dopamine mm -hmm. testing yourself right? <laughs> exactly and that's body. and that's it's yeah it's, it's a cool little thing to do i mean so there's lots of little nuggets like that that i teach and of course many people knew this already but it's something where just the more the more in tune you are with why do you do what you do the more yeah. you recognize well a lot of this is fluff a lot of this is just for show and then and with my brand wanting to simplify and transform your life how would it be if there wasn't fluff in your life you'd have so much more time so much more energy so much more joy so much more peace whatever it is to be able to do the things that really matter for you or matter for you to you rather that's awesome. Well, I, I know it's hard to believe we've blown through our time, but how do people get a hold of you? I mean, they, they need to know more of James Miller. How do they get a hold of you? How do they work with you? Uh, how do we lift you up? 
Uh, well, Scott, thank you so much. I'm truly honored to be a guest on the show today. I, I really am. If your listeners and viewers, viewers want to find out more information about me, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and you can listen to all my shows. You can read my, my articles. You can watch everything, listen to everything about me, or you can go to Instagram. I'm pretty, um, I do a lot of things on Instagram, just simply at jamesmillerlifeology. And so if they want to connect with me, just can reach out to me for my website or on Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. We're obviously way too much to cover in one show. We'll have to do another show soon. So look forward to that. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you all for joining us here at Scott Schilling Speaks. Uh, make sure you join us again next time, the next event. God bless. Talk to you all soon. <laughs>